this self-reflective work is something we don't, don't often take the time to do. And I think it's why retreats are so valuable. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm one of your hosts, Femke. And I'm your other host, Charlie. Today's episode is not one of our usual episodes, to be honest, but we're making the most of the fact that my lovely co-host Femke recently went to a design leadership retreat called Within. And because this has just happened and it's fresh in her mind, and I am super curious about what happens at one of these retreats and what she's learned, that's what today's episode is going to be about. It's going to be Fem recapping her trip and uh, what she learned there. And I'm really excited to learn about uh, the kind of things that you did on this amazing retreat because the photos looked incredible. I was very jealous and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. And this is going to be exciting to hear about. Totally. Before we get into it though, because I feel like most of this episode is going to be me talking about my recent <laughs> last couple of weeks. Why don't you kick us off with letting us know how things are going on your end and what you've been up to lately? Okay. Well, it's nice to know you care about me too. Babe. Of course, we all care about you. <laughs> Uh, my past few weeks haven't been as exciting as yours, I guess. Um, just been working away as per usual, facing some new challenges and things like um, designing icons is a thing I was doing today. And I was really struggling with the part where you have to figure out what to draw. Like I'm good once I know what I'm drawing and I can make the vector shapes or whatever, make that look good. But figuring out what to draw is the harder part for me. So yeah, that's been something I've been working through today. Outside of work, I went to Venice recently with my parents, so that was really fun. That's super cool. Uh, so I guess my life has been kind of exciting. Um, yeah, that was cool. Never been to that city before. It was fun to just wander the streets and also just fun in general to be with my parents because they live in New Zealand, as yours do. And so I don't get to see them very often. So yeah, that's, that's basically what I've been up to. And yeah, to be honest, I'm just really excited to hear about Within and to hear about <laughs> how this retreat went for you. Um, did I do a good explanation of, of what it was? I think so. I think I would just add that this design leadership retreat was focused on emerging leaders. Okay. So for, for a bit of background, I guess, um, Mia Bloom, she's awesome. She runs Design Def- DEPT, which I think stands for department. Uh, And she runs these two amazing retreats every year, one for emerging leaders, which is the one that I went on. And the other one is for, I forget the exact title, but like more senior leaders. So people already leading in leadership roles, et cetera. Okay. Now me, I'm, I'm not a manager of any team. I wouldn't really consider myself a design leader, quote unquote. However, you know, I feel like I participate to the design community. I make my videos, we do this podcast and, you know, leadership is something that I've been thinking about, kind of interested in, you know, kind of considering like, is that a path I want to take in the future? So I applied for this retreat and I was, I kind of just like applied and forgot about it because I was like, I'm not going to get accepted. But to my surprise, I did. Uh, And so it was this beautiful retreat in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, women only. So women design leaders, uh, there was 90 of us, I think in the end. Whoa. Uh, so it was bigger than I thought it was going to be, but actually the size was really nice because I felt like there was always somebody new to meet or new to talk to, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice. And in order to get the most out of the retreat, you kind of had to have a bit of like self-initiative, you know, like I didn't know anybody going there. So it was really up to me to kind of walk up to strangers, introduce myself, say hi, get to know people. 
um, you know, form little little friends along the way. Uh, and it's really sort of the kind of retreat that like you get out of it what you put in. So yeah, it was lovely. Three days, had a great time. I think that most retreats are like that, that it is about what you put in is what you get out because you can't expect them to be fully customized to you and to have all the retreat leaders or whatever, making sure that right. you're doing what you need to be doing or that sort of thing. I mean, we're all adults, right? So you've got to, yeah, put in the effort. So that's awesome. Was there a lot of other people who didn't know anyone or was it quite a tight community already that you found you were having to insert yourself into, I suppose? Most people surprisingly were there on their own. Uh, cool. So it was kind of nice to be, because I was kind of afraid that like, oh, everyone's going to like come with their cliques of friends and like, mm. I'm not going to know anybody and I'm going to be like, you know, the loner in the corner. Um, but surprisingly, a lot of people went, you know, on their own individually. So I think that helped create this environment of like, we're all here by ourselves. We all don't know anybody. So, you know, let's like have a conversation and get to know each other. That was really, really nice. That's awesome. Um, and in hindsight too, I'm actually glad that I went sort of on my own uh, because the retreat was very personal. You know, it was very emotional at times and really sort of challenged you to to go deep within yourself. I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of the retreat. So it was kind of nice to sort of I mean, like be surrounded by people that I didn't know that well, which in a way allowed me to be more vulnerable because I wasn't afraid as such of like their reactions or jeopardizing a friendship or or a colleague relationship, for example. That makes total sense. Yeah, I understand that completely. What was the like format of the retreat? Because I've been to a design retreat in the past and it's the one and only design retreat I've ever been on. So I don't know if it was <laughs> like, like normal or normal. <laughs> yeah. Other ones operate differently. Like was there panels or like sessions or what was, what was the three days like? Was there an itinerary? What'd you get up to? Yeah. So we had this schedule, which I'm looking in front of me now and I'm not going to read it out hour, hour by hour. Oh, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially every morning there was yoga, which was really nice. Cool. Um, and then there was some kind of uh, leadership workshop and we split off into teams. Um, so on one day you would do workshop A and then the next day you would do workshop B and kind of switch around. Cool. Um, and every morning, like every workshop began with about 30 minutes of meditation, which was really, really wow. nice. And so it really like helped you, you know, settle in take a breath, get ready for for sort of the day ahead in a mental way. Um, And then we had some creative workshops where we sort of did like arts and crafts, like I got to make a little macrame thing, which was really fun. Then we usually had a session um, on one day we had harmony of Aikido and on the other day we had uh, like a sound journey. And these are two things that I did not very like know very much about or what they were. but were really interesting. Like the Aikido was kind of like a jujitsu kind of activity. Yeah. Um, and I can go more into that because uh, there was a lot of uh, metaphorical sort of undertones into like carrying that on into our work life, which was interesting. Interesting. And then at the very end of the day, we always had like a fireside chat. So there was like a panel of like three or four people and there was a theme. I think the themes were we had belonging leadership values and resilience those were the three themes that we had each night cool so it was kind of mostly happening on campus quote unquote I guess these these things that you were doing mostly 
yeah, we all stayed like at the same like resort uh, and most of the activities were on campus. There was only one time where we went out where we went on a desert hike. So we went off into the desert for that, obviously. But yeah, everything else was kind of on site, which was nice. That's cool. It sounds more structured, I guess, than the design retreat I've been to where the like main sessions, I guess, happened in the evening after dinner and it was more, oh, interesting. it was all fireside chat stuff. Um, and then during the day we did activities together, like hiking and ATV riding, that sort of thing. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what were the, the people like who, who were there? Like they come from a wide range of backgrounds. Did you meet anyone who's like your new best friend? Do I have anyone to be <laughs> jealous of? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it was really nice. And like, I might regret saying this later is like, there were just no like design egos, if you know what I mean. That's good. And, you know, I see this a lot online, you know, people with big egos or like a lot of like the design bros, quote unquote. Um, and then, you know, when you go to these events, it kind of feels like a competition, like who knows who and, you know, who's hanging out with like the, the famous Twitter people, etc. Um, and what was nice about this is that like, A, nobody cared about that stuff there. Um, and B, like, we're all just in the same, same like position, you know, we're all just there to kind of learn and have a good time and treat each other with respect. And yeah, it was really nice. There were people from you know, the big companies like Google and Facebook, but then there were also people from very smaller companies that I hadn't heard of before. Um, mostly a lot of managers. Um, also, interestingly, some women who were like interim managers, like maybe they were covering for someone because they went on maternity leave or there's like an org change or something. So they, they kind of got thrown into it without sort of signing up to be a manager. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was really interesting too, to hear some of their stories of like, you know, I kind of got, got dropped into this position and don't really know what I'm doing or have these certain challenges I need to figure out. So yeah, it was really like a range of people. That's cool. Okay. So before we got on this call, I was asking you like, oh, like, uh, are you still, have you got like a bunch of takeaways or um, is it still fresh in your mind, this retreat? And you mentioned something about having a workbook in front of you. <laughs> I do. So tell me more about that because that's not something that's happened to me before at a conference or a retreat, any sort of design event where I've been given a workbook to go through. What's that all about? Yeah, so like I mentioned, we had these like leadership workshops. And so there were two workshops. Uh, one was on leading authentically and the other was on rewriting your inner soundtrack. Ooh. So yes, I know. <laughs> so these were kind of two workshops where we had a workbook and we had to go through the workbook. Um, and if I just sort of open mine now. Uh, so leading authentically was a lot about kind of um, reflecting, you know, like, who am I? What are my values? How do I want to show up? Um, you know, what are the deeply rooted beliefs that kind of guide my decisions and my behaviors? So we kind of went through like, um, you know, what do we want more in life? When do we feel most alive? Uh, what are the desired values? So like, how would we want others to describe us? Ooh. Yeah, that, was, that one was really interesting. <laughs> then sort of, you know, going deeper, like, what do we ha hope to have achieved in 10 years in terms of desired values? Like what values do we or, or do I want to have sort of embodied in 10 years time? This is all such good stuff. To I know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm just skimming this workbook. I know this is all really personal stuff, but is there any part of that where you could read out what 
some of your answers were. I think it would really help me to understand kind of like the level of like what you were talking about there. And I don't know, I think our listeners would be really interested as well in your answers to some of those questions or prompts, I guess. Yeah, sure. So desired values, how would you like your team to describe you as a leader? So uh, here's what I wrote. Trustworthy, compassionate, an advocate, charismatic, respectful, empathetic, authentic, helpful, and initiating, which I'm not sure if that's really a value, but I think what I was trying to get to is like someone who like has good initiative, you know, can, can initiate something. Yeah, that makes sense. So then did you look at in the workshop what you're going to do specifically to achieve those values or like, I don't know, something that needs to change in order to achieve them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then we went on to um, explore and kind of articulate what our values are. And so within that, we kind of started to look for patterns and like themes that sort of emerged. And then the last step was on alignment. So like, you know, I've reflected, I've gone, you know, within what I want, I've explored a little bit further, and now I'm going to sort of align my values uh, with like how I'm going to embody it and like how I'm currently living these values. Let me see if I have an example to share. Yeah, like anything that you're going to do differently because of what this workshop, I suppose, or like changes that you want to make in future or things you want to work towards. Yeah. So for example, one of my values I wrote is kindness. Mm-hmm. And on a scale of one to five, I'm currently living this value at a two, I wrote. Interesting. I don't know if I'd agree, but I know this is a self This thing. is self, <laughs> self-reflection. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then I wrote a little bit about how I'm going to embody this value. So like, don't dwell on things, move forward, focus on the good, be compassionate with others, be a good listener. Um, put personal judgments aside, be more understanding. And then I wrote like, a little goes a long way, be there during the rough and uncomfortable moments, small things count. Trying to read my handwriting. Yeah, that's what I wrote. So yeah, we had like five values and we sort of did that exercise for each value. That's lovely. Did you have to then share with the group, I suppose, or I don't know, in small groups, whatever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now you're sharing with the thousands of whatever people who listen to this <laughs> podcast, but it, I'm sure it feels very different to being in a group, room full of strangers and yeah. sharing this really personal stuff. Yeah, totally. We sort of paired up and we each spoke about like ourselves and in a value sense, like, you know, these are the things I value because of X, Y, Z. Um, and then while I was speaking, my partner was writing down like what they were interpreting from what I was saying. Ooh, yeah. Um, and then we switched and did that both sides. So I have a page in my book of, of uh, my partner's handwriting where she wrote down like, uh, you know, insights that she got from what I was sharing about my values. Cool. That's awesome. That's I, I've had that before on um, ConvertKit Retreats. We do this thing called listening walks where you're talking about a subject and someone else is listening and interpreting it. And then later on, they sort of like speak as you and repeat it back. And it's so rewarding and like really insightful and interesting to hear where you're like, that's not exactly what I said, but that's what that person interpreted from what I was saying. It's a good exercise. Yeah, it's a great exercise. That's really cool that they did that as part of this workshop. And how many, like, was this over a whole morning that this workshop was happening? Uh, This was, yeah, over like three hours or so. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. What about the other workshop? Yeah, the other one, rewriting your inner soundtrack. So this one was a bit heavier in terms of like uh, identifying your inner critic. Heavier than rating yourself a two out of five on the kindness scale. (laughs) 
see, I need to be more kind to myself. It's, that's yeah, the you take do. Away from that. Um, so yeah, going going within to like who is your inner critic. You know, sometimes your inner critic can hold you back, but also at the same time, it can help you move forward. Um, and it was a lot about like how our inner critic is there in a way to protect us, but sometimes it can do so in a way that's like not to not for your best advantage, if that's the right way to say that. We started the session by bringing our own voice into focus. So like, what do, what does my inner critic say when I look in the mirror or when I come up with a big idea uh, or if I'm in a room of people who are more senior than me? You know, like what are the things going through your mind? I can share some of these. So love to. Yeah. when I come up with a big idea, so I wrote down excitement, doubt, nervousness, curiosity. Is this stupid? How would this work? Can I even do this? Um, so, you know, in a critic, like kind of that voice inside your head, that's trying to protect you, trying to send you warning signals, but yeah, it's sometimes it can be helpful, but other times I think it can really hold you back and like be pushing down that idea before you've even had a chance to fully explore it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, let me see, what did we do? So we kind of had to identify sort of something that we, are trying to work towards so like what's a challenge that I've been having that I'm trying to kind of uh, you know overcome and then I had to share that with a peer uh, and then sort of like almost talk about it from my inner critic point of view Ooh, yeah it was really hard to do <laughs> um, so it's like you know Femke wants to become a senior designer what do you think or how do you feel about this? And then you respond as your inner critic. So my, mm. pa- so my partner wrote down my responses, which was, you're not ready, you're trying too hard, you're greedy, oh. you've never done this before, um, <laughs> you're selfish, you, you think you're ready, but you're not. Can you really oh. do this? It's hard work. Are you sure you can handle it? So, yeah. Oh my God, your inner critic <laughs> is so mean. I want to cry. <laughs> right? So like it's it's... It was hard to do this. Like yeah. some people got quite emotional. Of course. Because you're really like digging deep uh, and kind of facing your inner critic, uh, which sometimes can be mean. <laughs> yeah, you don't normally voice those thoughts, right? Like we all no. have thoughts that are negative running through our head from time to time, but it's very rare to speak them out loud or write them down because we don't normally yeah. pay that much attention to them, I suppose. Like we sort of just let them sit there and fester. So I think this is a great exercise that they made you do because it really does make you realize how mean you can be to yourself. Totally. And so then the next step, which is kind of the silver lining of this, is that uh, the sort of idea that there's often a 2% truth within your inner critic. Okay. So, uh, you know, even though, so my inner critic's telling me like, I'm not ready, et cetera, um, maybe th- there's a 2% truth in that. So then I had to rewrite the statement as a 2% truth. So, okay. so for example, you're not ready. Well, I never know when I'm ready, but I do have the confidence to take a leap of faith. Mm. So, you know, sometimes like there might be a sense of truth in the statement. Like I might not be ready. That's totally could be true. And that's fine. And it doesn't matter because right. of the other things that you said. Right. It's like what you do with that information in a way and like how you make decisions. So yeah, that was, that was really, really interesting. Uh, I learned a lot about myself and yeah, after those two workshops, like now I'm trying to take that away into my sort of not day-to-day life, but like actively as I'm 
as I'm working and going through these challenges, like bringing some of these questions and these reminders in. Yeah, totally. I think this self-reflective work is something we don't, don't often take the time to do. And I think it's why retreats are so valuable because it's the kind of thing that maybe you need a group of people who are all doing the same thing or all being just as vulnerable as you um, in order to actually do it. You know, mm-hmm. like if you got given this workbook where you were just sitting at home by yourself in your office, do you think you would have gotten as much value from it? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I don't think so. And I've even thought about sort of like doing my own version of this with my team, but I don't, I don't even know if that would be valuable. Um, right. Like maybe start smaller than getting them to be so mean to themselves, you know, <laughs> like maybe you can take elements from this workbook and just yeah. use it as questions to, I don't know, like, yeah, things to spark conversations with them rather than having it be an activity, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's been actually kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of my colleagues have asked me like, oh, how was the, tr- how was the retreat? What did you learn? Like, what can and you like, share? Where do you start? Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and I'm like, well, it was, I, I don't know what to tell you. Cause it was so personal. Like I learned things about myself. Uh, you know, it was a very like self-reflecting time. Uh, and I don't necessarily want to share, share all of that with my colleagues, first of all, And second of all, I think like it's not really shareable anyway. Um, I would more like encourage someone that was interested in this to like go and do the retreat uh, because I can't really pass on any value. Well, that was going to be one of my questions to ask you is, would you recommend this to other people (laughs) and slash would you recommend it to me to try and go next year? Um, And would you go again? Yeah, so I would totally recommend this uh, for anyone who like, if you've been listening to this and found this interesting and want to dig in more, or if you're a manager on a design team or taking on some kind of leadership roles, I definitely would recommend. I don't know if I would go again and it's not to say that it wasn't great, but it kind of feels like something you do once and then you move on. So like, I'm hoping that by this stage next year, I will have progressed and developed enough that I don't need this level of training again. You know what I mean? Like I would hope to go to the next level. Oh, you mean like the next level of, um, it's like you might go to another within retreat, but maybe not this emerging leaders one. Right. Or like I might look into uh, like coaching online for like the next quote unquote level. Yeah. I hear what you're saying there, but I also want to challenge it slightly and say that I think you'd find if you went again next year that different things would come up because of the work you're doing between now and then to address the stuff you've changed doesn't mean that magically you've got the formula now to be a perfect person and for everything to go perfectly you're going to hit new challenges you know damn charlie i really was hoping that sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you're going to hit new challenges and there's going to be new things for you to work on and i don't know i mean that's what i find anyway about even though our convert retreats aren't design retreats we do a lot of this which is why it's really interesting to hear about of this self-reflective stuff there and it's always interesting each time how these happen every six months and there's always something new for me to learn about myself and something new for me to like have as a takeaway you know to to go away and work on Mm -hmm. yeah well speaking of takeaways do you think you could say I don't know, is there a top three takeaways that you had for this retreat? And I know that it's personal, so it's it's fine if it's stuff that just you're going to work on yourself, but I'd just love to hear what the main three things are that you got out of it. Oh, the main three things. Yeah. 
like what what are the top three that that come to mind that you're going to work on and that that you loved learning about or I don't know well one thing I've already done is I've scheduled on my calendar every Friday creative reflection journal time cool um which I basically want to start like giving myself 30 minutes on a Friday to kind of reflect like how did things go this week um what went well, what didn't go well, what do I want to do differently next week and kind of just keeping like a diary almost. The other thing I'm going to do is this workbook I've been talking about is put it on my desk at work. Um, I heard from somebody who went to the retreat last year is they actually did that and they said it really helped because it was so visual like every day they saw this workbook and they saw like you know, oh, I, I wrote all my values in there and, and all my criticisms. And like, I think it's just a nice reminder to have in case you kind of need that mental reminder. Yeah, because you don't need to read it every day. It's just the, the fact seeing it there, you know what you put in it and it's going to, yeah, remind you of it. Yeah, that's enough. And the last thing was the the techniques I learned in the coaching circles, which I haven't talked about, but uh, we did this session called coaching circles where we kind of learned how to talk to our peers in like a coaching way so you know let's say you're having a problem and you're coming to me with it instead of me kind of trying to give you advice or tell you what to do uh, how can I kind of listen empower you and encourage you to you know realize the answer on your own or choose your own path so that was really interesting like we learned about the kind of different questions to ask and how to kind of steer that conversation to sort of almost help the other person answer their own problem that's cool that's just that's a hard skill to learn I think but super valuable oh, so yeah. it's awesome that they put time into focusing on that yeah totally and how many people were in each co- coaching circle uh there was about six or seven of us uh and we each had 15 minutes per person so again this was okay. like three or three hours or so yeah yeah and everyone got it got, got a chance to basically say this is a challenge that I'm currently experiencing at work and then the rest of us would coach that person by asking questions. Uh, and that was really cool. I actually walked away with like, now we've created a little Slack group, the six of us who are in that coaching Aww. circle. And we're like checking in, like, did you do the thing? Or like, how are you going with it? Um, so that's that's really nice to walk away with. That's awesome. Overall, it just sounds like this retreat was so great for you to meet a bunch of truly like-minded people, you know, and other people to connect to like you said you mentioned twitter design egos and all of that sometimes it is really hard to find the quieter people online mm. you know who like are going to be a huge inspiration for you a great person to know like a, a great potential friend um but because they're not as loud um or as i don't know the one that everyone shares or recommends it's harder to find them so yeah that's what i, I found on the design retreat i went to as well there's people that I, you know, met there who I'd never met before or never heard of before, but they're awesome people. And so now I've got my, my Twitter following list. I am now hearing from them, you know, and I've been able to weave their, their thoughts into that, you know, dialogue that I'm seeing every day. Totally. Can I mention one more thing that I just remembered I really took away? Definitely. I mentioned earlier about the harmony of a keto session, which was like the jujitsu. Mm-hmm. This moment happened where the the woman said something that really stuck with me and I'll, I'll basically have to explain what we were doing. So we were in a group of three and one person was standing in the middle. You're just literally standing there. Uh, and then there was one person on either side of you. So two people beside you. 
and each of them were sort of pressing into your upper arm. So like leaning their body weight on you and pushing with their hands. Okay. Like from either side? From either side, yeah. So you feel, you're feeling this pressure from the left and the right and you're just standing there with this pressure being applied to you. And, you know, it doesn't feel nice. This happens to us often at work too where we feel a lot of pressure coming from around us. And the Aikido teacher, she was like, so now I'm going to take control of the situation. And what she did was she basically turned to her left and spun out of the grip. So by like turning towards one of the people, they basically then fell forward because she spun out of it. And then she said this, this comment that really stuck with me. She was like, so I've taken control of the situation and changed the outcome not by making them wrong, but by changing my own behavior. And it was like this moment of like, oh, like that's so, that's really deep. And also like how that applies to me and my work and how I like see situations uh, was really kind of one of those moments where I was like, this is something that's going to stick with me a lot because I think I can apply this kind of metaphor or this mental model in a lot of different situations. Yeah, that's awesome because like yeah like you twisted to get out of that the people were still pushing but you had to make the change yeah to stop feeling the pressure so it's like stop relying on the people around you to stop asking things of you or expecting so much or whatever and you have to be the one to to relieve that pressure yourself that's super cool i love moments like that moments like that where you have that brainwave that you just described that like oh my god <laughs> like oh i get it <laughs> yeah like that's what i crave and that's when i call an event activity whatever that i've that i've been doing it you know i can even have these moments in conference talks where someone says something where i'm like oh my god why have i never thought about it that way before you know right that's what makes it all worth it like it would have been what that retreat would have been worth it just for that moment you know because that is going to have a big impact on you Exactly. So yeah, lots of little nuggets like that, that I've taken away from this retreat. And I, I think I'm going to kind of keep in my back pocket and I'll know, I think when to, when to play them and when to use them. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. I've absolutely loved hearing about this from you and I hope our listeners have as well. And thanks for being vulnerable as well and sharing what you wrote in your notebook with us. Oh, you know, we're always vulnerable on this show. Yeah, we're all friends here. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. It was nice to to be able to share. And I will make sure that I include any links in the show notes to this retreat, to Mia's work. Um, Again, like thanks to her for this retreat. It was so amazing. She did such a great job. Uh, So if you're interested, I think she also just launched recently like coaching circles cities. So what I was talking about, the coaching circles, you can now request to join one in your local city. Um, which is really, really cool. So I'll include links to all of that too. I'm going to see if there's one for Valencia and I'm going to bet there's not. Probably But maybe I'll get in touch and see if we can start one. (laughs) Cool. All right, Charlie, where can people go to hear more exciting episodes? You can go to designlife.fm or you could just open up whatever podcasting app that you're using right now probably to listen to this episode and hit the subscribe so you can hear more episodes of this podcast because we'd love to be back listening every week. to the topics that we got to talk about and you can also follow us on twitter at design life fm or shoot us an email hello at design life fm if you have a request for a subject that you would like us to discuss on the show we are all as i think we're 169 episodes in or so so you know there's always more things to talk about Uh, so don't (laughs) hesitate to shoot us an email and uh, we'll consider it for a future episode 
yeah, especially if there's been anything in this episode, like as you've been talking, Fem, I've been, I guess, thinking of my own answers. Like, what would I say was the biggest challenge I'm facing right now at work? That sort of thing. So reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, and you can be totally anonymous when we read out your email on the show. We don't have to say your name if you'd prefer us not to. But yeah, we just want to help. So if there's something you're thinking about, let us know about it. We might just turn it into an episode. Awesome. Chat to you again soon, Charlie. Talk soon, Fem. Bye. Bye.